We sat in the kitchen a few hours only, just a few hours after the suicide of a loved one. Son, daughter, wife, friends, all now suicide survivors. I had an overwhelming impulse to say one thing and one thing only. It's not your fault. Well, yeah, we know, but, you know, we should have read the signs. It's not your fault. Yeah, yeah, we know, but, you know, we knew he was depressed. It's not your fault. Yeah, I know, but but it's not your fault. The false guilt kept coming for a little longer, but guilt was not anyone's to legitimately or rightly own in that moment. Whatever they did, whatever they said, and all the countless acts and words and years of love they had done to support this person, it wouldn't have stopped this. This person was in deep, deep pain and couldn't, obviously, couldn't see a way out in continuing to live this dark, dark world, this dark existence. And that's the real issue I learnt, I think, about suicide It's not suicide that's the actual issue, it's what leads to suicide. I can see how mental illness can get you into the space to seriously think about ending your life just to kill the pain and to actually get rid of the pain for those you love. And the reason I have a brief kind of sort of understanding, not really but sort of, I endured a pretty awful period of about six months with depression of sorts my depression was work-related and probably fairly mild I'd been giving out far too much energy time emotional attachment pastoral care public speaking music playing professional support to others for about well six six years at least I was isolated from any real support or at least in-person support in my role and I was surrounded by people who were kind of the same as me, struggling. I was not seeking conversation about what was going on, and therefore I was kind of unaware of the toll it was actually taking on me. So my uh, solution to feeling bad about work, guess what? Work more. So I just kept going. But not feeling good at all. Angry, short-tempered, lazy, tired. So tired, very tired most of the time, very uninspired, everything grey, no colour, no spark, no joy, a real pain to live with, just ask my wife, just putting on a brave face to get by day by day. Overwork, lack of attention to self and close relationships, lack of talking about stuff with people who would really get it and actually would get me even if they were a long way away. Too much alcohol, too much stiff upper lip, too much work, too much attitude. All of that got me in the end. You know, something broke one day. I was, It was late on a Sunday afternoon, lovely sunny afternoon, and I was dragging two wheelie bins full of rubbish, pretty heavy, from the day's local soccer club fixture that happened to be at our home ground. And I was dragging them, you know, 70, 80 metres across the oval to put them where they needed to go. Of course, everybody, as usual, had left just a few of us to do all the work. It happens in volunteer clubs sometimes. 
And I don't know, but something broke. I can't really describe it, but I knew something had happened internally. The will was gone. The energy for serving and giving and caring was gone. I think the tank was finally empty. And I did know, somehow, that I needed to seek some help and someone, uh, somehow, I did that. And it was really, really great. Bit of counselling, some mild antidepressant drugs from my good doctor for about three months. Back into cycling and walking, talking more to colleagues, more time at home, with family, going out to see a movie, visit some friends, take a trip, take your annual leave, do a holiday, less time on the job, more awareness of what was driving me and attitudes that were putting me in the dark place with the dreaded black dog. So I discovered through all of this that this was really actually burnout, sort of mild depression work-related burnout. The uncomfortable truth I learned was that the job, the situation, those around me, the government, or whoever else, was not the root cause of my burnout. I was. I was the one saying yes far too often and saying no hardly at all. And so the challenge became trying to discover more about why I was doing this. What was driving me internally? It's a long journey and it's still continuing. Essentially, I had work-related depression. It was much more mild than it must have been for that man that the family in the kitchen had lost so uh, dreadfully, so painfully. But mild depression did not feel mild at the time. Any depression is dark and lonely and destructive in whatever depth or form it comes to a person. So there's plenty of good advice and great listening ears around to help people, to help you understand what's happening to you, if it is happening to you, or someone you love. The challenge is to seek that listening ear, that assistance, that good advice, and to share that part of yourself. Take the initial risk of doing so. Take the risk. I'm really glad I took the risk to seek advice and seek the help that came. Uh and to, with the help of others, to stick at it. It's been, a, it's been great to work for another 10 plus years, mostly keeping out of the quagmire of that grey, sinking depression space. So, I'm pretty convinced it's worth taking the risk.